Non-stop shock radio. The station that shocks you. Renegade Talk Radio. And we are back on Renegade Talk Radio talking about the trans fabulousness of trans Jenner, Bruce Jenner. This is Bethany Blankley hosting America's Betrayal. To read more, learn more, go to my website, bethanyblankley.com. There is no limit to the insanity in America. You just can't get away from it. The idea that anyone would promote as normal an Olympian who, by the way, should be giving back all of his Olympic medals. That as a man who won Olympic medals, was on the cover of the Wheaties box, and by the way, Wheaties is now allegedly standing behind him. Now he decides to publicly come out and say that he really is a woman when, by the way, 20 years ago, his the biological mother of his four children had told his children that he identified as a woman. A woman. So his children knew that he was a woman or thought he was a woman 20 years ago. So why now the sex change? Why now, in June of 2015, is there this huge push to promote this transgender agenda? Well, number one, it's obvious it's money, right? He obviously didn't marry Kim Kardashian because he was attracted to her or to have children with her. It was all a money-making scheme. So use the Kardashians, get into this reality television uh, bogus fake, acted out drama, and make as much money as you can, go through the publicity of having your sex change, and then make as much money as, it, as you can off the backs of transgender people. And why this is so wrong is not just that it promotes surgical mutilation for adults, but specifically for children whose parents are committing, in my opinion, and in many others, child abuse, and doctors are committing malpractice who are actually performing and promoting sexual reassignment surgery. And thankfully, Dr. Paul McHugh, a psychiatrist, a former psychiatrist-in-chief for Johns Hopkins Hospital, wrote something that the Wall Street Journal published. Thank you, Dr. McHugh. This is a man who is a distinguished professor of psychiatry who has written six books and at least 125 peer-reviewed medical articles. And what has he said? Transgenderism is a mental disorder. Mental disorders, what do they need? They need treatment. They need support. They need counseling. They need to have discussions, perhaps group therapy. There needs to be a better understanding to deal with treatment and prevention to help people who I already have discussed, especially with children who are dealing with gender dysphoria, that the confusion that they have is a mental disorder that need, they need help. The help that they do not need is surgery that creates a mutilation of their body, removes healthy Organs like your ovaries, your penis, your breasts that cannot be put back. He argues that transgender surgery is not the solution for people who suffer a quote-unquote disorder of assumption. This disorder of assumption, it says that in my mind, I think that if I am a male or female, whatever I think about my male or femaleness is different than what I am actually biologically. 
And he says that is no different than the mental disorder of anorexia nervosa, where a woman or man looks into a mirror and thinks that they are fat when in reality they are wasting away like a skeleton. And what is the problem with this? When you are promoting this idea that you can actually change your gender or sexuality, which, by the way, is impossible. He says a sex change is biologically impossible. A disorder of assumption promoting this through surgery or anything else, he says, and reinforces what is happening with transgender people. They're committing suicide. All of the tests and and data that exist so far, as I've already discussed, is that children, teens, tweens, people who are transgender, regardless if they have had or have not had sexual reassignment surgery, their suicide rate is significantly higher, up to 20% higher than non-transgender people. And what he's saying is that an, that there is he reports that there's a new study that actually shows that suicide rates among people who have actually had the reassignment surgery is 20 times higher. So if you think that having surgery to train to change your sex or gender, like transgender, like what all of these news organizations and the media is promoting in Hollywood, that Bruce Jenner is the new end thing. of those people will kill themselves. I want you to think about that. Promoting people, encouraging them to have this surgery, 20% of them are going to kill themselves. And why is this the case? Well, Dr. McHugh shows that over time, 70 to 80% of people who have those feelings that they aren't a boy or a girl or a man or a woman or that their maleness or femaleness isn't, doesn't match their biology, 70 to 80% of these people have their, feeling, their feelings change. And as I mentioned in another segment, the reports and studies and surveys that are coming out that are coming out in the UK show that after such surgeries and after these hormone blocking drugs are given to teenagers and teens and tweens they are all expressing the majority of them are expressing showing and feeling significant regret and this is what Dr McHugh writes in the Wall Street Journal he says promoting transgenderism as normal the pol- by promoting transgenderism as normal, these quote-unquote policymakers and the media are doing no favors either to the public or the transgendered by treating their confusions as a right in need of defending, okay? So their disorder of assumption, their mental confusion, their mental disorder, treating that as a right that needs defending, as a civil right, a human right, rather than a mental disorder, is very, very dangerous. It's actually going to cause more harm for people than good. Not only is sex misalignment a misnomer, a misunderstanding, but it doesn't correspond with physical reality. Again, look at how, look at the psychological outcomes. Women especially are committing suicide. They are cutting. They are using and doing terrible things to their bodies when we could be helping them with treatments and prevention. What he calls, what Dr. McHugh calls the transgendered person's disorder is this assumption that they are different than the physical reality of their body. 
Again, think of it as someone who thinks they're fat, but they are really anorexic. It's when someone thinks something in their mind, regardless of anatomical reality. And, and I would argue this in some ways mirrors this uh, person who has a split personality disorder. And what he defines as subjective personal truth. Well, subjective personal truth is not science. Subjective personal truth is, just, is saying that the earth is flat and not round. Subjective personal truth is, is me saying that today I'm a Chinese black transvestite and I have a flying pet giraffe. And my flying pet giraffe teaches theology and algebra. And if you want, you can come and meet her. And she will not only take you flying around, but she'll teach you theology and algebra. Now, that's my personal subjective truth. But that doesn't mean that it's real. And the problem is that in certain states like California, New Jersey, Massachusetts, their laws are actually barring psychiatrists from helping people who have this disorder. They're not even allowing parents to get their children counseling. The what needs to happen for children who have this mental dysphoria, gender dysphoria, who have this mental confusion, they need therapy. They may need intensive therapy. Because the reality is that 78 to 80% of these children who express transgender feelings lose those feelings over time. And so guess what? Johns Hopkins, they're not doing sex reassignment surgery. A troubled patient who might be satisfied is not reason enough to surgically remove normal, healthy organs. Who thinks that's normal? It's perfectly normal in Islamic-controlled countries for female genital mutilation. I just wrote about this today. It'll be out tomorrow. In order to have sex, in order to be... um, Financial, a financial asset in order to have any kind of worth as a girl. For a man to have sex with you, you have to be a virgin. How do you show that you're a virgin? You have your vagina surgically closed. I want to repeat that. Little girls under the age of nine are having their vaginas surgically closed. They're being sold, kidnapped, and bought to be married to married men under Sharia law to prove they are virgins. Now, that's legal surgical practice in Islamically controlled countries. It's happening everywhere. There are reports of female genital mutilation in America. This is happening to little girls, and it is legal in Islam. It's actually culturally normal and enforced in Islamically controlled countries countries. And yet in America, it is also legal to remove little girls' ovaries and breasts. It is also normal and legal. Well, it's trying to be made normal, but it is legal in America for doctors right now to give little girls drugs that will block them from having their normal, healthy changes of puberty. So they cannot develop necessarily into a woman. Well, what happens to 80% of those little girls who change their mind about who they think they are? They will never be able to have children. What a shame, because that is the entire purpose of a woman's body, that no matter how many surgeries and injections Bruce Jenner has, no matter how many trans lesbians there are, no matter how transfabulous airbrushing and 
plastic surgery is, no biological man will ever be able to have a child. It doesn't work. It never will. Sex changes. Biology changes. is impossible. And thank you, Dr. McHugh, for finally coming out and having the courage as a psychiatrist and the former head of psychiatry at Johns Hopkins to explain why Johns Hopkins does not perform sex reassignment surgery and why transgender is a mental disorder. It is a disorder of the assumption, people. Trans beautiful gender, trans beautiful Bruce Jenner is suffering a mental disorder. And rather than help him, People are using him, and he is using others to make as much money as possible in the process. We've got to take a break. We'll be back. You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio and Bethany Blankley. Nonstop Shock Radio. The station that shocks you. Renegade Talk Radio. All right, and we're back. Thanks for joining me, everyone. This is Bethany Blankley hosting America's Betrayal on Renegade Talk Radio. And we are talking about transgender issues and the way that it's harming children and teens and tweens and how it's a mental disorder. And yet it's being idolized. And we would never idolize female genital mutilation. We would never idolize and celebrate sewing up little girls' vaginas, but yet we're going to idolize sex reassignment surgery, that it's okay to take out children's healthy ovaries and breasts or to cut off a boy's healthy penis simply because they feel like it. And as psychiatrists are trying to explain, hopefully more will come out other than Dr. McHugh. You can read about it in the Wall Street Journal and other news sites who are talking about transgenderism as a mental disorder and people who need help. So don't idolize transgender Bruce Jenner and make him give back those Olympic medals. But while we talk about this, I want you to think about the fact this is all about money. He could have come out 20 years ago and said he was a woman back then. Why now? Because he had to marry to make money and use the Kardashian family's name. Now, who are the Kardashians? Robert Kardashian. For those of you under 20, 25, you may not remember or even know about this. O.J. Simpson, an American football player, was arrested and tried for killing his wife. He got off because of a lot of racial tensions and mistakes that people made. And who is his defense attorney? Robert Kardashian. Now, fortunately, he's in jail. He's a convicted felon. Uh, you know, and hopefully he'll be in jail for the rest of his life. Anyway, the point is, is that Robert Kardashian made a lot of money defending O.J. Simpson. This is the father of Kim and Chloe and, and the, wife, the former wife of the mother. The Kardashians are people who will use and exploit anyone to make money. And who can talk about the Kardashians without talking about the whole rumor about O.J. Simpson being Khloe Kardashian's biological father? So let's talk about this, okay? There are all of these news reports about whether or not O.J. was Chloe's father. And this was last year. So you can go online, you can look at it. There are funny comments on Hustlers and some other, uh, you know, Reality E and other websites for fake celebrities and people making profit over nothing. And all this drama, by the way, all of this drama and 
secularism and consumerism and obsession with reality or celebrity or quote-unquote high-end whatever. All of this obsession, while little kids are having their vaginas closed shut or their heads chopped off around the world, and yet people are so obsessed over transgender and the Kardashians whose father defended O.J. Simpson. So, is O.J. Simpson Khloe Kardashian's biological father? Well, this is what he said in 2014. He said, I don't really give a you-know-what anymore. I'm in jail for God knows how long. I might as well say it. I am Khloe Kardashian's biological father. I have nothing to hide. Well, of course, reporters caught on to that. Who knows if he was joking or not? And do we really know, is Khloe really O.J.'s daughter? Well... This is what O.J. said. He said, Chris, Chloe's mother, probably never even knew I was the father because she was sleeping around with so many men at the time. All right, so what do you think? Do you think Chloe and O.J.? It'll be interesting to find out if any more comes out about that. Maybe Chloe will, will go through some kind of uh, transgender or transracial formation and she'll want to be more black. Who knows? Kim Kardashian had to have her had to have uh, butt implants. Who knows? They're all transforming themselves, and at what? At the expense of people who are having serious mental disorders. They are making a profit at the expense and harm to people for whom they will be responsible for contributing to further causes that children, teens, tweens might have. For people who harm themselves or others, for people who commit suicide, who watch this terrible stuff on television and think it's normal, we're going to celebrate this. And guess what? When I try to do that myself, it makes me feel worse. I don't look like those people on television. How horrible is it that we have people, we have women on television who are exploiting themselves and being exploited by others? It continues today. Where are the feminists? Where are the, where's the women's rights movement talking about women's rights and not being exploited sexually and having empowerment for their bodies? Where is that? If I were transgender, I wouldn't want to be exploited. I would be humiliated and embarrassed. I would not be celebrating transgender. And to be quite honest, I'd like to know if OJ really is. Chloe's father. I mean, to be honest, I don't care. But seriously, it might be an interesting, it might be an interesting angle to explore. Now, when we're talking about all of this stuff, what's really interesting is that there's an article that came out yesterday, actually. It's called, I'm a liberal professor and my liberal students terrify me. It's written by Edward Schlosser. Schlosser, sorry. <laughs> Edward Schlosser, okay, June 3rd. I'm a liberal professor and my liberal students terrify me. He writes an article about how he's a professor at a mid-sized state school, and he talks about how things have changed since he started teaching, specifically the problems that he has recognized and noticed and is actually scared by regarding his quote-unquote liberal students. So he gives an example from 2009 which is the only time that he has ever received a formal complaint by a student. And it was in response to something he taught in class. It was a freshman-level writing course at a community college. Okay, freshman-level 
writing course at a community college. He was using data and flash animation and infographics. And he was showing how Wall Street's reckless. He was arguing that Wall Street's recklessness is what had destroyed the economy. So this is in 2009. And so they had a class discussion and they discussed all of the things that they had watched and what they had learned and been taught and read. They debated. They discussed ideas. Well, guess what? The following week, he gets a call into his, into his director's office, and he writes that he was shown an email with the person's name redacted, alleging that he, quote-unquote, possessed communistic sympathies and refused to tell more than one side of the story. They never discussed, the person who wrote the email never discussed what was actually at issue or what was really the cause or not the cause of the economic collapse. So... The director, he says, rolled her eyes and that he wrote up a short description of the week's classwork and that he used different examples of effective writing in various media where he tried to explain different narratives, both conservative and liberal, in the presentation of the economic crisis. Since then, as a result, he's had to adjust his teaching, he writes. And he says, most of my colleagues who still have jobs have done the same because, quote unquote, we've seen bad thing happen. Bad things happen to too many good teachers. People are being removed from classes. People aren't having their contracts renewed because students are complaining that they are being exposed to, quote unquote, offensive texts. What are the offensive texts that students are being exposed to? Mark Twain. Upton Sinclair. So he has to comb through his syllabi and cut out anything that he thinks that might, quote unquote, upset a coddled undergrad. And the, the problem here is that political correctness is replacing education. And this is exactly what the media is doing with transgender. If you're not sensitive enough towards his feelings or anyone else's, then you're a bigot or a racist or a homophobe or whatever phobic person you want to be. And this is what he says. This is what Schlossler, I still can't say his name. This is what he says. Quote, emotional discomfort is now regarded as equivalent to material injury and all injuries have to be remediated. Hurting a student's feelings, even in the course of instructions, if it's a if it's appropriate and respectful now, he says, can get a teacher into serious trouble. So it's not just the media. It's not just people who express their opinion and have every right to express their opinion about whether or not they think transgender is normal or not. But psychiatrists and the medical profession have a legal responsibility. They are liable. Teachers have no freedom or room now to actually teach different approaches to writing or creative writing or rhetoric or debate even. Everything now is based on somebody's feelings. Since when is Mark Twain so offensive that a teacher is afraid to teach it in their literature class? This is where we are today. In the classroom, in the medical room, in Hollywood, on television, in the media, even discussing with friends and family. People can't discuss truth because there is no truth anymore. It's whatever anybody feels or thinks or wants to believe is true. 
But truth exists. Female and male anatomy exists, regardless if people want to believe it or not. Gravity exists, regardless if you want to believe it or not. When you drop something, it's still going to fall. The earth is round. Where and how the sun or the the moon revolve may or may not be believed by people. It may even be rejected, but it still doesn't negate the truth of the reality that the earth is round or that gravity exists, just like men cannot have ovaries. A man will never have a uterus. Why are we living in a society that allows people to claim that what is not normal is normal? And when you expose that as a lie, you're the one who's blamed and labeled. It's insane. Well, I'm here to tell you that I'm renegade. We don't do that. And in my columns and commentary, I'm always talking about exposing truth. Why? Because we care about people. We value life. I value the life of a little girl so much that I'm going to help her get the the attention and the counseling she needs to understand and value herself as a little girl and celebrate herself as a little girl. And I value that little girl's life so much that I'm going to do everything I can to rescue her from the clutches of Islam, which says and condones in the Quran and evidenced in Muhammad's behavior that it's okay to marry a six-year-old to a 50-year-old man. And it's okay for a 50-year-old man to have sex with a nine-year-old girl. It is not okay. That little girl's rights matters. That is not phobic of any kind. That is the best form of women's rights and of rights to protect a little girl and of human rights. And anybody who says that it is not the case, then what they're really saying is that they approve of and condone and support pedophilia. And they support female genital mutilation. There's no two ways around it. Because what is happening is being evidenced by the millions and millions of girls that are missing throughout Iraq and Syria and Libya and all of the consequences of the Arab Spring. There are no nine-year-old girls Nine-year-old girls are the new gone girl. They are gone for a reason, and that reason is not okay. We'll talk more about that. You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Thanks for joining me. Go more. Go to read and learn more on BethanyBlankley.com. Nonstop Shock Radio. The station that shocks you. Renegade Talk Radio. <laughs> 